When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. They couldn't let me have it, Ben. <laughs> they couldn't let me have it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even get through the whole intro. It was like, oh, oh man. Nope, nope, nope. Thank, I guess thank you to our patron Dola who signed up for the buttered popcorn tier and knocked me right off the hostmanship swung the votes once again Mm -hmm. once again yeah Oh dear! And the the fun thing about it is that the game is working, right? The game. You know, I mean, it's, it's there's no doubt. There's it, no doubt. I'm not upset. Uh, I'm just upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I'm not mad. I'm just no. I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> do Do you think that that sentiment has has changed at all? I feel like at some point in time. Okay, so it's kind of like the phrase like it, it's not you, it's me for like a breakup. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like at some point in time. That was probably like not a bad sentiment in terms of breaking up with somebody. Right, yeah. Like like you know, like basically you're saying like like you didn't do anything wrong. Like there, there's nothing that like has has been you know that you could have done differently that would have changed things, which yeah. uh, maybe that comes with its own form of like wow, so it is just me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um but but like I think for many people there there certainly could be the case where it's like it's like I I need to work on me right now, you know, like, and and that means I'm maybe not in a good Mm -hmm. spot for our relationship. I feel like it's a sentiment that I've, I've been able to like understand more as I've gotten older, you know, like I could see a scenario where somebody needs to like work on themselves before they're ready to be in a relationship. Well, I think that's probably true too. I, it's like you're, this is a tricky one because I feel like the subtext for it's not you is me. It's, is, is that it's you <laughs> <laughs> like the, my, inter- this is, this is like such a weird thing. It's like, now I'm realizing that maybe I just have like an internal bias about this particular statement. Okay. So like my, the, the way, like when I hear whatever I hear, it's not me, it's you. It's always just like a strategy to finish the conversation. It's like, okay, it's obviously already happened. Like you've already clearly broken up at this point and now you're just trying to be like, now I have to get out of this conversation so that the breakup can officially begin. But all that's stopping me from moving on with the rest of my life is this conversation, which I don't want to be a part of anymore, hence the breakup. See, How but- can I make this... <laughs> easier and not so painful on everyone involved even if i have to lie here's the thing though here's the thing is that like when it comes to breakups the underlying sentiment no matter what if done properly is negative and it's like what you're really trying to do is not give the person that you're that like is being broken up with an excessive number of things to like ruminate on yeah or then to potentially contest yeah. you know because it's like like if you start giving like 
examples of things or like listing problems or, or whatever the case may be. It's like the person who is on the receiving end of that information is going to do nothing but fixate on that information, almost absolutely become defensive about that information, and then definitely try to prove you wrong and be like, see, you said this, but like, if, but like, I can prove to you that that's not the case and therefore we'll get back together. Right. And the answer is no. Right. Like they still tried to break up with you. And therefore it's like, it's like the, the whole ecosystem of the relationship has now been endangered. And it's right. like, there, there's no way to go back to before the person, the moment when the person broke up with you. Like that has now like included right. forever in like the permanent record of correspondence between you like, and the other even person. if you get back together, that happened. Now. That happened. Yeah. Right. It's like you like yeah. So it's like it's it's like I can't imagine the number of instances where it's like, you know, you you list something it, like you you have reached a point where you're going to break up with the person. You go and break up with the person on like certain grounds. And then the other person who is broken up with proves you wrong and you're like Oh my gosh! Well, if I had known that, well, like, of course, let's get back I together. It was a total misunderstanding, is, is what it is. Okay, the, so now the, we're now we're all good again. It almost immediately flips it though, because they actually prove you wrong. And you're like, wow, I guess I guess you're right. That it's like it, it almost requires some amount of misunderstanding, and then and then it's that almost by definition because you weren't trusting them to begin with, and then it's like now they have reason to break up with you. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It will touch. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. But here's the thing is that, yeah, like when you're when, when I mean, going into a breakup. After all, you already broke up with them. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. But like to give somebody hope in a breakup is the, is much That's meaner. much worse. It's much meaner than giving them no hope. And it's like by giving them no hope, it's like that sounds, it sounds so mean. It sounds so cold. But it's like that is, I, I truly and honestly think while it will sting more in the moment, it's better. Yeah. Because the other mm-hmm. thing too is like, the um the the sentiment of like maybe not now but maybe later like some other time will be okay then it's like okay like you know i can walk away from this i can be patient about it Just you know keep like online man yeah and it's like it's nope also not good also like you are doing the person of, and that's why i think the it's not you it's me it's sort of like it's it's almost just code for like we are breaking up now and exit scene D- discuss no further. I mean, this is this is Ben Carlin's book on how to <laughs> how to successfully break up with somebody. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I guess is the real tragedy of most breakups about the situation is that the person doing the breaking up has had a lot of time to decide to do it, and the person being broken up with is finding out about it right then. I, it's true, it's true. Yeah, so it's it, there, there's there is definitely a. Um, like you know like a um disparity of power when it comes to the emotional readiness yes for the situation there's no doubt um that being said though still i mean like being being the person who breaks up with the other person it's like it's that's always a hard one too because you tend to feel like okay like this person like came to this decision and then they did it and it's like it was their choice about things uh but it's also like it can still be hard on that person as well you know it's like there's still like a recovery period involved for sure you know with it fallout on both sides exactly exactly anyway so i brought that up though really mostly just as a a small example uh to ask about the sentiment of um like the i'm not mad i'm just disappointed Uh uh-huh i feel like at some point in time this this sentiment was almost supposed to like soften the blow of like you know doing something that that has caused your elders to, to you know have to talk to you about it and I feel like everybody just unanimously agrees that they would rather be 
have the person be mad at them than have them be disappointed in them. Mm-hmm, right. Sure, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's like, that's, that's worse. That's so much <laughs> worse. Don't be disappointed. Just be be, mad. be Absol- mad. Yell if you need to. Right. Like, I know I messed up. Okay. I, I warrant some anger. Exactly. But yeah, but I'm not a failure as an overall being. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is like, it feels like that's what, like when people say they're disappointed, it's like, Oh that's no. Oh no. That means that your expectations for me were set too high. And I've now, I've now come in below those come expectations. Below. Expected better out of you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Right. Right. So if anything, it's worse. Uh, so what I was going to ask though, yeah. Is that like, do you feel like, do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like you would use those words with your kids? Oh man. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Man. Not, not unless it was like extremely true or something. Um, I, I do not think I have, ever had to tell any of my children that I'm disappointed in them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, they are still awfully quite small. Yeah, true. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like they have a good get out of jail free card for, for most instances in life. Yeah. Mostly they're just learning at the moment. So right. <laughs> Excuse me. No, you're okay. Yeah. You're okay. Um, okay. So a uh, quick, quick note before we move on with the episode, uh, this week is the last week you can sign up for the moleskin notebook for the, uh, exclusive merch, which is available over at Patreon. Um, basically we have a large format, uh, hardback, moleskin notebook which is going to be stamped in gold foil with the popcorn culture logo and your name also in gold foil on the front cover uh it is a lined notebook with a pocket in the back i know that those are some questions people have asked about in the past uh because there are so many different ways that you can moleskin in life yeah you Uh, can moleskin in many ways exactly um these will be available if you sign up anytime between now and june 30th and then on july 1st we have an exciting new uh addition to the exclusive merch for Q3 of 2022. If you'd like to check that out, it is at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. This is also the last week of the 10th year <gasps> of Super Carlin Brothers. Yes. Yes. Factoid. In fact, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on day one, it is the last day. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. So how, how, how does that make you feel that we have now been doing this project for 10 years it i don't know it's sort of like almost like snuck up on me a little bit it's true i'm like i'm aware that it is like a worthy occasion and like it feels like worth celebrating and people are like what are you doing what are you, you going to celebrate and i'm like i don't know we haven't like we're we're yeah we're gonna go out to dinner uh yeah. <laughs> yay yeah uh no i mean it is it's crazy to me that it has already been that long it doesn't in many ways it doesn't feel that long i think because it hasn't been full time for the entire time that's true that's true you know? so yeah it, it's been since 2015 when you made the, the the big the big leap over yeah um but that's that's still like I, that was in i think it was october of 2015 so you're still coming up on seven years i know having done this and you were sleepy today we should have got, yeah. got you some coffee or something. maybe 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 i'll go in another room just grab a quick cup of joe or maybe it was just 10 years of super carly brothering just, oh you know what it is ben it's that i've been doing youtube for like 10 years now right you know? right 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 i'm getting exhausted no i'm not I'm, it's uh it's very exciting it's been a real i mean i yeah i really can't believe it. i'm like especially when i think back like what all the different things like in my life that are different from where they were 10 years ago. Sure. Like in 2012, uh, yeah, well, I was working at the concert venue. I had recently graduated college. Me and you were living together. Um, 
in a like tiny little house in Salem and like since then it's like gotten engaged and married and like bought a first house, bought a second house, had three kids. You've gotten married at Disney World. We both quit our jobs. We both went to YouTube. We've worked at like three offices. You've had a kid. Like it has been it's like I never could have predicted that's what the last 10 years were going to be like. You know, it's like it's it's one of those things where like even like you wonder where does it where will you be 10 years from now? Like if that's everything that happened in the past 10 years, what's going to like, what is everything going to look like in another 10 years? Like that's, that's the thing that blows my mind the most. Like, yeah. yeah, Like I'll go back and I'll look at pictures from 2012 of like myself and sort of seeing like this stage of my life that I was in and how vastly different it is from me. Yeah. Like, today like i see this like the like that version of me had like just graduated college but like i remember at this point in time i was drinking like a lot of soda uh which feels like extremely out of character Mm. now like as as someone who rather rarely ever has soda hard stop i had a diet coke last night wow look at you go i know did you did you pair it with a nice entire bag of andy caps hot fries i absolutely did not actually we had a google hangout last night and typically uh, for that occasion, I will go grab like one or two LaCroix because they're like two hour calls and I we talk a lot and I'll need something to, to sip on yeah. whilst I'm down there. And I opened the fridge and we just did not have any um, any LaCroix or any sparkling water of any description at all. And I probably could have just gotten regular water, but then I saw some Diet Cokes. And I remember this past weekend, Beth had been drinking a Coke and she only finished like half the can. And I finished the second half and I was like, that was really good. And I was like, I'm are you going to be a Diet Coke person now? Uh, probably not. People, that was, I think that was basically the end of it. The people <laughs> who are Diet Coke people are Diet Coke people. It oh, becomes yeah. like it becomes like an integral thread in their in their existence oh, in the in the universe. Our mom is a Diet Coke person. She is a Diet There's Coke no person. There's no doubt. There's yeah. been Diet Coke in it, there was Diet Coke in our house at all times as kids. Yeah. 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 That's it's a truth fact. Um but anyway, yeah, so so during during this period of time in, in 2012, I was still I was I would drink I would drink uh like like Coke heavy, you oh, know, Coke like diesel, like Coke diesel, regular mm-hmm. Coke Cola in a red in a solid red can, a solid red can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like I would, I would have that a lot. And I do remember I, there was like, uh, not insignificant a period of time where almost on the nightly you would like leave to go to the sheets down the street from our house in Salem to retrieve that evening's snacks. Yes. And yeah. it was typically like a bag of chips and, yeah, like a Coke or a uh, what were those like sleep? Drinks? Oh yeah, the like Sonic like yeah. Something? I think it was it was like Neuro. Neuro, the Neuro drinks. Neuro, yeah. they came in like a really like torpedo shaped bottle, and yes. they had like a like an energy one. But they had the one I really loved was like the sleep one. Yeah, and I I think it had like some version of like you know like a melatonin or something in it, and you would drink it, and it would like make you. I don't know, sleepy or whatever, but <laughs> that I, was the marketing around it anyway. <laughs> and it worked on me. Uh, I actually just really loved how they tasted uh, at the time. And so I was, I would always go down and get those, but it, it's odd to me because like um, in a lot of ways, like I, I like, I don't know, like I could never understand even like the commitment to going and like, you know, buying a pack of cigarettes or something for people who like smoked. It's like, this is such like an integral part of like your, your like daily routine is this sort of like, in and out uh, of 
like a nearby gas station or whatever. And the fact that I was like effectively addicted to like this routine where I would go and do the exact same thing. I would go and get, yeah. you know, snacks every night. Um, I never like put two and two together as if the, these were like, you know, comparable in terms of the type of behavior mm-hmm. in terms of like, it was, it was almost like a compulsion right to to go and do this yeah thing. I, re- I remember even thinking that like at the time that it, fe- it felt like it would take a l- i mean it's not like a it probably take like 20 minutes or something maybe to go go and get back but that you could also probably just buy the items in bulk or something you just have them at the house anyway also true <laughs> yeah also true i i think that like um the the way that like my mind would attempt to manage the finances uh, at some point in time or, or or during this period of time was almost as if like well there's a good chance that like I won't come back for the rest of the week and like so there's no point in like buying all of it so like chances are I'll just be fine right. if I buy all of it it means I have a problem if I'm only buying one right yeah yeah so like, it's just one I, I'd have to come back to the store to do it again so I'll just do that every right, like single you were night trying to add friction to the situation and it wasn't working it wasn't working it wasn't working yeah. nearly as well as it does today if yeah. I can add friction to like any aspect of my life any type of like you know negative behavior that I'm that I'm like dealing with it will it will it's like the best way to get me to like yeah make a make a big shift or whatever mm-hmm. uh like you know and, and i feel like this has now become like a separate bingo square but it's like social media it's like you know all right i don't have a way to get on it so you know the the idea of downloading the app again and having to like dig up my password and do all that type of stuff it's like that's way too much oh so. my gosh there is the num oh my god this is the the number one like high friction thing that i am willing to overcome so often but that drives me crazy is when for whatever God knows what reason you get logged out of some like streaming service. Oh, you know what I mean? True. Because it's like everyone has this. I think I think everyone has the same relationship with streaming services where everyone's sharing with like at least a few other people. Yeah. And y- no matter what, no matter who you are, you're not the one who owns the account. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. You know, so it's like, uh, oh, got logged out of Hulu. Oh, God. Now, mm, do, how badly do I want to watch this show? Oh, do, do I need to? I'm going to have to text Ben and he's going to have to tell me the password and he might have changed the password. Can I look it up? Is it somewhere on my phone? I, and then. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, about that. Long, it's, that's that's a, that's a long haul. I don't like it. But I I, that's one. It's like every time it happens, I'm just like, I'm just gonna solve it right now. And it's it's always as frustrating as I think it's gonna be. Yeah. And but, you know, then you just gotta hope it doesn't happen again. Interestingly, Alice and I just had. I felt like this was a, a rather funny anecdote, but it, it, it's it has like come up now on multiple occasions. But over the past several days, I think that Alice wanted to watch. Uh, gossip girl and so we're like okay like which which streaming service has gossip girl and so we pulled it up and it was like oh okay it's like hbo max whatever so like i was like i don't even remember if i have an hbo max account but like i clicked it on my apple tv and it opened up and it said welcome my ex-girlfriend's name oh no and i was like what like it has been like Six years. Have you just not opened the app that lo- in that amount of time? Jay, I promise you I have. Yeah. Which is what's most mind-blowing to me because mm. Alice and I watched Game of Thrones together. And yeah. so like, now I'm like, t- was I using this account that whole time? Like, Because we were both befuddled by this. We were like, yeah. what? What is going like, on? That that can't be. Like, There's no way. So I, I'm really not sure. The only thing that makes me like a little bit like that I think is possible is that 
in the past like 10 years, there's been like HBO Go, HBO Now, and then HBO Max. Sure. So like possibly two of those existed at once and then one like one of them has since expired. Yeah, like and one like they just is not a product anymore and they just like consolidated it into HBO Max or something. Right. So like maybe we watched like HBO Go uh, Game of Thrones and it was like, oh, okay, like this was fine. And then HBO Go just like ceased to be. So there's not like an icon on my Apple TV anymore, but like HBO Max, it's still been there. I, I really don't even know. I was telling everybody in the office about it this morning and uh, Ethan, the podcast editor, was like, I don't even think that product existed then. So even, that was even more mind blowing to me. I was like, how did this come to be? Um, but it did. And so then like now Allie and I have just sort of like had this like joke about how we're like, well, I guess we're just not going to use HBO Max. We've, we've been like scared away by it. We're like, huh, something, something feels fishy about Something's that. The fishy. Maybe just like change your password or something. Well, I don't even have, I mean, there, there I don't know. It's, I just, I, I logged myself out of it. You know, I was like, I don't want any, I don't want to like accidentally be like, you know, continue watching Gossip Girl on her screen somewhere. And it's like, oh gosh, what happened here? Um, it felt like this like odd social dilemma from so far away, mm-hmm. um, which was just really odd and unusual and unexpected and stuff. But the kind of interesting thing about that, to go back to 2012, because there's a couple of pieces here that I do think are kind of fascinating, is that during 2012, um, we were living in that house together, this like small house in Salem, yep. Virginia. And while my life is nothing like it was then in terms of like at that point in time, I was doing like my aquarium job uh, full time. And, you know, we were doing like Super Carlin Brothers and I was just like sort of into like a variety of like different other like lifestyle behaviors and stuff like that. Um, oddly, Alice's uh, bridal shop, she was moving into on the same street that we lived on. Wow. And so like in, in this like really unusual way, cause this had nothing to do with like how we like came to like start talking or anything. Like, right. Despite the fact that we were like 250 yards from her business. Right. Um, completely irrelevant. But the odd thing about it is, is that just like geospatially speaking, it's like a lot of what the future of my life was going to be was all in this like very close, like proximity. Weird. I know. I know. I've always thought that was really unusual. Yeah. You've got like roots on that street. I know. And so now, yeah, like, so I mean, literally just this past weekend, I was like at that location, man. Yeah. And it was like, man, I'm like, I'm like right here. I can like basically see our old house from right here. Crazy. Not quite see it, but almost. Yeah. Like up the hill. Almost. Yeah. Up the hill. But actually that's sort of an interesting tidbit that I could talk about as well, because there's been a rather fun project that Alice and I have been working on in the background. That's been kind of using like a bunch of our time. And it's been one of these things that like, I didn't want to like jump the gun on discussing it because it felt like there was a strong possibility. Uh, well, look, I didn't know like when it was going to have like the final outcome. So I'd sort of like, right. You know, held back on talking about it too much. Always a good idea. Cause once you say it, people will be expecting it forever. Right, right, yeah. right. But now it's there. Now, now, it exists. now it exists. I know, I know. Which is that, um, Alice and I started, uh, like a new business, <laughs> which is really kind of fun and cool. Yeah. Um, and it's called nude. 
Yeah. It's N E W apostrophe D. N E W apostrophe D. It's right. like, it's not what you think. Right. Um, although I have desperately wanted to create like bumper <laughs> stickers that say like, or, or like a t-shirt design that says like get nude. Right. Yeah. You know, cause I think it's funny. Um, but Alice, uh, and this, this even goes back to early stages of our relationship. But since I have known her, she has absolutely loved like thrift shopping, yeah, which is an activity that like I have struggled so hard to get into at all because like I would go to the thrift shops and I was never really understanding what we were looking for. Like I had never been able to properly gamify it or even like go and just like find something truly amazing and then get like that, like instilled faith that sort of like, let me know, like, yeah, there's something. Yeah. We don't know what we're looking for, but we know when we find it and when we do, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that like, I love treasure hunting, right? It's like thrift shopping is, is basically like a kind of like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like kind of like treasure hunting a little bit, a little bit. It's like, there could be something valuable here that is now just available for, for small purchase. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this, this had like sort of been like a thing in our relationship for a long time is that she always wanted to go thrift shopping. And I was always sort of like, I don't know how to, or like what my goal of the thrift shopping is. So like we would go and she would like methodically go through like each, you know, hanger and like garment and like hold stuff up and she would like, you know, buy things. And, and, you know, I would like sort of like just sort of fold my arms and like, walk through the aisles back and yeah, forth. Like, and are we like, done yet? And they're like, I think we used to have that blender when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's mom's blender. Wow. Um, it wasn't. It was a different blender, different I'm pretty blender. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have the red button. And oh, I feel like sure. I, I recognize the red button. From yeah. Mom's if blender. I remember anything about the blender we had when we were kids, it had like 24 settings that you could the proper number of settings yeah the yeah. proper number of blender speeds you might need for because, any given situation right because everybody knows the the advanced subtleties of how fast a blade should spin in order to properly demolish the solid food inside it felt to me like there was some unwritten known rule about blenders back then it was like you had to start at like one you gotta like press each button in sequence to like slowly build up to the speed you want to go to and chop it up you know, slowly. I can't even tell you how bad I am at blenders, um, yeah. which is to say that like in the beginning of blenderdom, now I have a blender that has blades that go all the way up to the top. And, and to me, I'm like, that just intuitively makes sense. But whenever I was a kid and ever tried to make anything in a blender, it would always be the case that like the bottom two and a half inches would be like, oh yeah, like total smoothie day. Yeah. Everything <laughs> else above was like, nope. And then yeah. you're like, well, should I like open the lid and like sort of like jam some stuff down there? But then what if I hit the blade and it's a spinning thing and it's in a glass container? And like, this just feels like a recipe for stitches. It does. It, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we got the eventually the the Ninja Blender, which yeah. I think is that the one you had that has blades all the way it up? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember I loved that one because it was so different. I That's the one Beth and I used to have. And it it was great because, yeah, it, like it looks <laughs> I feel like I feel like someone went through the experience we just described and we're like, I don't understand anything about blenders. Why isn't it blades all the way up? And why isn't it a single button at one speed that blows up anything you put in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and that's exactly what that blender does. And it works great. I'll tell you that. But now we have, I think, the, the Nutrisystem. And I always remember, it, I think when we got it, Beth was like, no, this is the best one. Or is it the Vitamix. That's the one. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. The Vitamix is the like the Vitamix. That's yeah. like, that's the one you got to get. I'm so, so fancy. Untold. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. The, the ninja had all these blades and stuff. This one's going to be insane. And then I get it. Sure enough, it's like the it's like the other one. It's like, it's just like a tiny spinning blade at the bottom. And I'm like, well, this doesn't seem as impressive. This can't possibly work as well. This is not better. Yeah. 
but I guess it works. It, okay, it, it well, does. It does that, the thing. That's good. That's yeah. good. The point is, is that that one day that I was at the thrift shop, it wasn't yeah. Mom's Blender. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to, just to bring it full circle. Because anyway, so um, so yeah, so Alice and I have been working on this project called Nude, which is a uh, like women's secondhand sort of like high end clothing shop, uh, which is located in Salem, Virginia. But there's also a website, which yep. is NudeSalem.com, and an Instagram, uh, which is the same. So if you want to check those out, that would make her day. I'm a thousand percent sure of that. Um, but it was, it sort of has like a fun and slightly interesting origin story, which is that of course, Allie has always liked the thrift, thrift shopping thing. This store has kind of been like her lifelong dream. Um, but like the way that she ultimately like finally got it off the ground is that, uh, through all of like having had Addison and like the time that she had to take off of work and like the amount that like I'd seen like that, like impacting her because like she, she absolutely loves what she does for a living. Like she like going to work for her is not like a challenge and like, right. Like her business is like what she thinks about as like, you know, her hobby and everything. It's Mm -hmm. like, this, this is like what occupies her mind all the time. So I think it was sometime around March that I was like, I really just want to like, thank you for everything that you've done. Like, you know, in terms of like helping with Addison and like you bring her to like the, the shop with you and everything. It's like, there is this brand of dress called love shack fancy, that is there they are expensive but they're like super nice and fancy dresses and stuff i was like i would really love to just like finally just be able to get you one as like just like a like for no reason not like a mother's day gift not like a birthday present just like as a thank you for everything you've been doing and so she was she was super excited she went on the website and was kind of poking around and then she came back <laughs> like later that evening and was like you know i was thinking about it and i feel like what i would rather do is instead of get one of those dresses is buy racks so we can finally start this secondhand clothing company right and so i was like you've wanted one of these dresses for like the past three years like you know i was like i can't believe that like really like you'd rather do like the racks and she was like i want racks and so it was like all right. <laughs> All right. So we went to like, you know, racks.com. Or that's probably not it. Don't, look don't go to that. Now. Yeah. But like, what are you yeah. throwing out here? Nude and racks? <laughs> I know. And I geez, know. I'm, man. So, I'm sorry. I'm Come sorry. Come on. It's all accidental. I just keep walking into it. Too many things are potentially problematic in this conversation. Um, anyway, it's just racks are us. That seems worse. <laughs> um, it was a company that sells retail clothing racks. Mm. And uh, so we bought we bought several of those and they came in and, and, and part of the, the, the now gift is that I would go out and like, you know, help her go through all the processes of assembling them and mounting them to the walls and such. Um, and she had this like location behind her bridal shop that was empty that like was just sort of like begging to turn into something else. So we started putting it together and I will tell you like in the beginning I was like, you know, this is cool. She's got like, you know, a handful of racks and tables and stuff like that. But in the course of like one month, it went from this like empty vacant space, which just had like some piles of stuff everywhere to this like beautiful storefront. She has done like an amazing job putting it all together. I've been so impressed. Um, so anyway, it's officially open. If you want to come and shop or go online, go online, check them out on Instagram. Yeah. yeah the- it does look really good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's been really cool, and it, and it's all it's all like consignment based. So like you could you could either, uh, you know, approach the store as a consigner and you know potentially have your stuff sold and get you know fifty percent of the proceeds back, uh, or else just you know shop and get get some great deals. I feel like ever since you guys have been working on this, it like there are other consignment stores in Roanoke for like other products that it has just not even occurred to me to even try to use before. 
Like, oh, really? If, yeah. Like, I mean, if ever I need to get rid of stuff from the house, I'm just like, goodwill, boom, dump it. See you later. Don't right. care. Get out of the house. And like, I'm like, but you know, we're getting to the point where like even Nick and Nate are outgrowing some of like the like the the toys intended for the young for you know when they were you know real real young like one-year-old stuff yep and a lot of stuff is like big or something that's like you know to help you start walking or something yeah and it's just like this still takes up a lot of space in my house and like i would love to go get rid of it but there's like you know plenty of like baby or like kids toys consignment shops and stuff and it's like maybe I should be taking it there because then I could get some money back on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, that's like, so we use, um, once upon a child. Yeah. Is once that, upon a child. Yeah. So we, we yeah. use that for a lot of stuff for Addy, uh, for this exact purpose, but you're, you're totally right. Like, cause I mean, you could even go there and like consign the stuff or sell it. I, don't, I think that's what they do is they just buy it right outright from you. Um, yeah, it's, it's even better. Just get the money right away. Exactly. Yeah. But then you, uh, then you could even just use it to just like buy the next like age range of things Yeah. at the same store. Uh, which is, which is just a, a great way to go about it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's just kind of like a fascinating, process all the way around and and exactly like you just said like i just like take it to goodwill um part of what opening like nude has done is like now when Allie and i go thrift shopping i actually know what i'm doing right which is super fun so like i can even like walk the aisles with her and everything and i'm like looking for all the specific like you know brands and design numbers and stuff like that and it's like i, I can, it's like i can know if something is actually worth getting right from, from the thrift store and um even that's been fascinating because now we have all these like friends and you know family members and stuff who have now started thrifting so that they can like potentially bring stuff to Allie's store that they can then consign. So it it's I think it's been really cool to almost just even imagine like the potential reverberations through like our like little local, you know, uh economy here. Yeah. As to like how people start doing like some 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 resale activity. Some resale I guess. activity. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is that like you've always been very good about this, and like it's one of those things like to me like so much value comes from not owning the item anymore. Right. That like that is normally just enough for me. But like yeah, I think we I think just sitting in my garage right now, I've got like three old coffee makers. We're just like throughout the years, like oh the top sort of got a little melted on this one because we left it under a light bulb. But uh-huh. like and you know eventually we just upgraded the coffee maker. This one, there's nothing wrong with this one. It still makes perfectly good coffee. It's just now it's you know we have a better one. Right. So now we have and, and you know that's happened like two or three. So I think there's like three perfectly usable coffee makers in my garage and I'm just like like I it's one it's like an item where it's like I don't feel good just throwing this in the trash because it's like a perfectly functioning appliance but like I don't I don't I also feel like if I'm gonna take it to Goodwill I'm gonna have to like clean it and or something I'm gonna have to have, have like spend time working on it to get rid of it mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. something but I'm like why don't like it's like I don't know why it hasn't even occurred to be like I could just sell them I could just put it on Facebook marketplace and then then it, even just like even if I'm selling it for like 20 bucks, it's like, that's enough motivation to like wipe it off. You know? yeah, right, right, right. yeah. Run it through the dishwasher yeah. or something. Um, no, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I do think that like, yeah, for me, um, it's, it, it, I, I actually unexpectedly feel like 
the mentality behind a lot of this started maybe with Diablo 2. Wow. Um, wow, but wow, wow. Totally what would always happen to me in Diablo 2 uh, is that you would enter the game and when you do, you're like a level one character who has like a basic axe and a basic shield or whatever. Like, you know, they're, they're, they can sell for one gold piece, which <laughs> is basically like in the game as, as close to being completely worthless as humanly possible. Yeah. If you can get an enemy to drop literally anything else, you'll be good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, which is fun because then you get to like start improving your gear very quickly and like anything that drops on the ground is better than any of the things that you started with because it was otherwise basically nothing. Um, and the other thing I tended to be good at with Diablo was making some type of a friend who would typically then give me some like free equipment yeah. or, or stuff or whatever. Uh, but typically I was never good enough as like a 12, 13 year old kid to build out all of my characters. So I would like level up, you know, like an Amazon, for example, like level 85. And I would have like a really good bow and arrow and helm and armor and boots and gloves and, and all the rest of the stuff. But then I'd be like, you know, it looks really fun to like play the barbarian. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go trade all of my Amazon equipment for barbarian equipment. And then it was like, so, it, but then, you know, people are like, oh, do you have any other characters? And be like, well, I have an Amazon, but like they don't have any equipment at all. Right. I have a level 85 that has. Nothing. nothing like like not not even holding gear right um give me like two hours i can go trade and get the gear back or yeah yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. i mean which honestly was probably what i would have done because i love trading more than actually playing right. the game itself yeah um but i do this now with hobbies where i will get very into something and and like you know like sort of build up the materials for it and then as that hobby sort of fades into the back i'll just go through and sell all of that stuff in order to then fund my next hobby uh, but frequently people will be like, Hey, you used to do that like activity. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I have nothing to show for it at all. Like there's, yeah. there's no, I have nothing in the garage that pertains to this particular, I have the memories. I have the memories. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, all of my possessions have always been extremely liquid assets. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I do not have a very personal attachment to any of them. Right. Um, so like whenever, whenever I read like the hunger games and Katniss has like her dad's like old, like hunting jacket and boots and like yeah. bone arrow and stuff. I'm like, Oh Ooh, man. Not going to have any of those things. Yeah, if Katniss was my daughter, it would be like, no, there's nothing. Nah, you'll have something. You'll have something. Yeah. Someday, Addison will have something. Like, this is, my, this is by my dad's forever, and he gave it to me. You think so? Yeah, for sure. That would be the best thing. Sure. That's going to happen. That would be, that's like, that's like, oh, man. Yeah. All right. That's right. goals. That's goals. Luke has, there's a, uh, we have a chair at my house that I think belonged to, like, our uh, dad's grandfather and his, like, made has like uh made its way from like uh you know down to you know uh, his son to our grandpa to dad to me to now luke yes has it and it's like uh like on the bottom it says like the first owner on it and it's like oh that's so cool uh so it's like it's like an over 100 year old just like little kids chair made out of wood and I mean, it looks it looks old for sure, but it's still pretty sturdy and everything. It totally. Really cool. oh, yeah. I remember being like very excited to be like, oh boy, Lucas finally big enough to sit in this chair. I'm gonna <laughs> get. I can. I can. I can go to mom and dad's. I'll be like, can I get the chair? Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Now um, I'm like petrified. I'm gonna be the one who breaks it, or Luke's gonna break it, or something. And I'm like, oh man, I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined. I ruined the thing. The thing. Oh man. No. no. So all you have to do is protect it long enough for Luke to have a child. 
Exactly. And then and then it can be passed on from exactly. the, you know from from the next generation. And then it's again. not my problem anymore. <laughs> does the does the 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 etching in the bottom is it from like the 1890s? Oh man, I'd have to go. I'd have to go look. Um, I, I feel like there's an eight in my head. I can't remember if it's like 1908 or like 1894, but it feels like it's one of those two. It does feel like it's one of those things. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is an old chair. It's an sure. astonishingly old chair. I know. It's like very cool that it has like existed the whole time and like stayed in the family the whole time. And so we did this um, behind or inside of the walls when we did our renovation. We left a note that said, "Oh, nice!" Like we renovated it, you know, on this day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought that that would be really cool if, like, you know, a hundred years from now they're renovating it again, again, and they're like. <gasps> Hey, look at this. Look at this. I know. It's out of the wall. This is so cool. I know. I know. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's like, there There are like all these little things though that I feel like fall into that. Uh, like, I, I don't know why, but the, the payoff would be that someday somebody will find this writing and be like, holy cow. How about that? Right. It made it all this time. And you won't even know though. I remember when we were you gotta kids. You got to like put your cell phone number. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're probably like, what is this? What is seven this? digits. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> What's a seven digit number for? <laughs> Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the 
the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Um, I actually remember... Ben, can I read you some numbers? Speaking of which? Speaking of, yes, you okay, can. Well, Absolutely, yeah. All right, let me yeah. make sure I read it. What are they for? Well, Ben, I just have some numbers here, okay? Okay. okay. All right. It's, it's not as many numbers as usual. I'll tell you that. Okay. The numbers are 32,153,045 and 66. Okay, Ben. So we talked about like um, this is the 10th year anniversary of Super Carlin Brothers. Really, really exciting that we've made it this long. Crazy to think. Okay. So question number one, do you think 10 years from now, we will still be making popcorn culture. Oh, goodness gravy. That's a loaded question. Um, I think so. I think so. I, I think so. How many episodes would we be at? Oh, man. Let's see if it's like roughly, let's say 50 a year. Probably like take one or two weeks off for, you know reasons reasons yeah so right. that's, so that's you know 50 500, year, 500 more episodes will be at episode uh like 633 <laughs> that's not bad that doesn't seem unreasonable when you say it like that it doesn't seem it seems like there are podcasts that have more than a thousand episodes yeah so when you think about it like that it's like okay that's that's conceivable i yeah. can definitely get my head around that okay so um the year is 2032 luke would be 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I, I know. Like the sound of that at all. I know. Not one bit. Nope. Um, man. Okay. 
Uh, what else would be going on at that point in time? I don't know. It's there. Yeah. yeah, that's it's such a. This is like what has always caused the most amount of anxiety for me. Like whenever I think about like a lifelong career at all, because like people of our generation so commonly just don't have the same career from you know like age twenty three, twenty four to you know retirement. Right. Like it, it's not it's not so common that you just sort of like you know, you, you get out of college, you start your job and you just stay in that field or in that, like with that company for, for that entire stretch. But I, and, and I don't even think it's most people's aspiration to do that. Like, it's not like they're, they're like, you know, failing and have to find something else to do. It's just typically that like their interests change or that they want like a change of scenery or, you know, have some type of life experience that like takes them on a different path or whatever. So they just go and do something different. Um, also on the other hand, it's like, I really want to be doing this 10 years from now. I know like, there's like, it's like, and I feel like it's in some ways like a matter of completely how you frame it. Like if you know, if you, you could be like, wow, like if, if, if it becomes 10 years from now, you're like, man, we're doing the exact same thing we were doing 10 years ago. What does that say? Or it's, or you could be like, man, I can't believe we've managed to keep doing it for 10 years. Oh yeah, no, yeah. exactly. I mean, and I would say that that's the feeling I have here today being the first 10 years in. I know. Um, okay. So here's another question on that note then is that 10 years from now, that would mean we would have been doing this for 20 years total. Oh my God. You're right. That means super Carlin brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at that point in time, especially if we were still doing like this, like fandom related content where like our viewer base starts, you know, as early as like high school, possibly even middle school for some people, um, then there would be people who are watching who are not as old as the channel is. Oh my like the gosh. Channel, That's like, crazy. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they have been born after the channel was created and are now a fan of it, man. Like, isn't that stirring? Boy, that is stirring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's weird to think about. That's weird to think about. Okay. What made me think about this question though, was that, um, apparently you got an email or something last week from the early, like someone who just started listening to popcorn culture in the past, like month or so. Okay. And, or they went back and listened to the first few episodes or something. Oh yes, 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 yes. Someone, someone said that they were listening to like the first few episodes of, of the pop. Yeah. And they said it was a very interesting uh, discussion we were having because at the time I was saying that I was considering getting off of Twitter and social media and you were saying that it was something you never even considered. (laughs) Yeah. And like now here we are just not that much later and it's like you fully went in, deleted everything off your phone and like I, I've still got, I still have Instagram and TikTok on my phone, but Facebook and Twitter are at least off of my phone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so that probably means that ten years from now you'll definitely be off completely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally offline. Um, I know this. This is interesting to me as well because I, I struggle at all times with the maybe I'm going to try to call it ever evolving nature of like my, my views of the world and try not to make it sound too fickle, uh, which is to say that I'm just like liable to change my viewpoints on things basically at any point in time. I don't think you're you're, um, even the way you're framing this sentence as if like that would be like something to be like balked at. Like, I think that is the appropriate way to be. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I am proud of myself for 
having what I would refer to as like a nimble mindset. Like I am, I'm never so, uh, deeply rooted to like a specific, um, viewpoint or belief or perspective on something that I can't deviate from it or, or change or evolve or, um, you know, learn more information. Like I, I I don't have a lot of shame necessarily in, in like letting go of how I used to view a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's entirely possible that 10 years from now you could find social media to be an incredibly enriching and vital part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, and I mean, I've even thought about this since getting off social media. So like go back to our conversation about like the, it's not you, it's me. Uh, perspective on things like you could potentially have a negative relationship with social media, which is what I would say I generally was having um, and led me to exiting it in the first place. Um, But that could be very much the same where it's like, I'm not prepared to be in a relationship right now. And it's like, you almost have to like go and like become more one with yourself so that then you are able to then like, you know, give yourself to another person like more fully, if that makes sense. And so it's like, I think having a more, uh, like a healthier relationship, me with myself could lead to me having a much more healthy and rewarding and enriching relationship with social media in the future. Mm, If that makes sense. Yep. So like, I am not necessarily here to say that I think that all social media is like negative and toxic and problematic for all people. I would say that it depends on you as an individual as to whether or not that is how it is impacting you. Sure. And, and the, the thing that I would like implore is mostly just like, maybe, maybe take it under advisement. Like maybe consider it. Like maybe, maybe this is the type of thing where it's like, nobody had ever prompted you to deviate from the existing path and therefore you didn't. And so I think whenever I present thoughts like this, my hope is that maybe it would just cause somebody who's like in their car or, you know, like cleaning their house or listening on headphones or whatever to be like, why am I on social media? You know? And like, and like maybe, you know, you reflect on it and you're like, maybe what you discover is like, I love it. It's a great way for me to like see my family and share like, like updates about my life with my friends and stuff. Uh, or maybe you could be like, nobody I'm really close to in real life interacts with me on social media at all. It's all purely for these, like, you know, the faceless, yeah, the faceless, the strangers, the people I've started following, or yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. or or maybe you even just find that you know you're you're comparing your life to others in a way that isn't um, <laughs> the comparison game, the thief of happiness. Um, where do we start with this though? Because the question was like maybe maybe ten years from now uh, I could have that that perspective on social oh, media, sure. um, but I think I think what gets me is that because. I typically am in this constant state of just like, like uh, perspective shifting frequently. It will make me look back on past versions of myself and find them to be a little bit like a stranger to me mm-hmm. because I have changed my views so much or even just like my approach to life so much since then that I have like almost a hard time, like relating with past versions of me. But do you need to? Not necessarily. Yeah. No, but like, you know, you might, you might like, I could go back and listen to episode three of this podcast and, and hear the argument that episode three, Ben was making for a given thing and be like, wow, I disagree with this guy entirely. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's you. Right. You know, but well, that's okay. It is okay. It, yeah. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fine to change your mind and have a growing opinion on things. If you've, 
had new experiences or learned new information. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I think probably what happens is there's there's like a safety zone, which is almost like anything that I did or said that was like ten years old. It's like uh, that was so long ago. Like what little old me, right? Whatever. Anything in the past, like three years, it's like that's too recent. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you needed to have figured this out faster. Yeah. I think. Um, so, so, but then like, you know, if I, if I can just get the seven more years down, then I'll give myself a pass. You know, mm, like, right, ah, yeah. What, Whoa. what, what could he have known? Mm. Even that though, it's like, that's what, that's like your perception that it takes 10 years for your opinion to no longer matter. But it's like, it doesn't, it could be yesterday, you know? No, I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. This this is almost where I feel like uh, if you wanted to take like the current formula for Twitter, I actually do think that all tweets should just expire within 30 days entirely. Like, yeah. like don't store them. Don't have a backlog, anything like that, because it's like it's there is it's so difficult to remember the full context of of a period of time around like when a sentiment may have been expressed. Right. And it's like there's no way not to use today's standards to to examine that thought and it doesn't i'm not excusing the thought or anything like that if it was a bad one it's just like it was it it just it existed when it did not now yeah you know so that's it's like we we just need a better method for just voiding right (laughs) that that thought we're doing the thing where we invent snapchat again (laughs) dang it yeah (laughs) T- 10 years from now wouldn't like, it be great snapchat <laughs> wouldn't it be great if there was a social media where you posted it and it was just gone like that was it i know i know <laughs> we're doing that thing we're inventing snapchat again whoops as you're on the bingo card the boys invent snapchat again again i know yeah <laughs> a, a social media platform neither of us ever used or understood we I talk know. ourselves into all the time constantly constantly like, if only there was snapchat <laughs> if only it existed but it doesn't and <laughs> you know, it's not figure outable and people go back why don't you just join snapchat it's like oh god yeah, what do you want okay all right it's not 2015 guys all right <laughs> right yeah let's figure it out Oh man, Ben. Okay, so I have a um, an update on my sunflowers. Ooh, yeah, I know the 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 biting information. Everyone is just like dying to hear the update on. Did Bazooka Jack d- continue to win the battle? Well, well. So as as it is right now, I I reached a point where I was I was pretty confident that Bazooka Jack had been heartily defeated, more okay. or less, because. Sunflowers grow so fast. They do. Like it's do. crazy. It's so that's like part of like the real fun of sunflowers to me is that like you can leave in the morning and come back and see noticeable growth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it is make it's like especially fun with like Luke because he's just like, whoa, these are big. Like they are taller than him now, which is unbelievable. That is. Yeah. So right now, um, the 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 biggest the biggest one is in the process of like unfurling all the petals. So it's been like a two or three day process. But like, I think I would bet that by the time I get home today, I will have a full a, at least one full big sunflower Ooh. out there, which I'm very excited about. But you'll have to take a picture. Oh yeah, I've been taking pictures like every day. I go, I'm like Ooh, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. That's fun. Actually, our friend Mike. Um, his like whole business is like, um, meal prep and like, and then he'll like deliver you all the meals for the week and yeah. stuff. Um, so, uh, and like he, he always comes by the office cause we order them for lunch here, but we order some for dinner at my house as well. So we also like stops by there. Of course, I'm just never there to see him cause I'm here, right. but 
the other day, he actually texted me a picture of the sunflowers. They were like, oh, dude, they're getting so big. They're getting close. It was like, it was funny to me that like someone who doesn't live in my house is like there on a weekly basis to like see the progress. Yes. <laughs> like, oh man. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> They've and got a following. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One whole follower. One whole follower. Jay Carlin sunflowers. That's right. Boom. Check it out. The, the realogram. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's real life. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what a realogram is. A realogram, yeah, not a finstagram. What's a finstagram? Like a fake Instagram? I no, guess no, no. Because it's real life. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. A, that's a real insta. Like this is this is like Instagram, but like real, like the real world, like not actually Instagram. There's no social media platform. It's just real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. So it's like when I walk over to your house next time, I'm gonna be like, like. And I will tell you. But I'll, you I'll just tell, tell me you I will, like them. Yeah, in person. Yeah, face to face. Hopefully, I'll have more than one fully bloomed one. But so anyway, they got they got so tall so quickly that I was like, "Well, game's up, Bazooka Jack. There's no even like you know what you it you, there's nothing you can do now because the leaves are out. Most of the leaves are out of your reach. You're just a small little bunny. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, you know you can't you can't eat these leaves. They're too tall. You're just so small. So did he that jump? Was, well, did he, did he hop? it's not that he jumped, Ben. It's that Bazooka Jack called in reinforcements. Oh, no, he didn't. Man. I know. An even larger rabbit? It, worse. I mean, you might call it a larger rabbit. I would call it a deer. Whoa, that's yeah. a huge rabbit. Big rabbit. Can you imagine if rabbits were as big as deer? Rabbits would be so much more terrifying. They would, yes, they would. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, whoa, this is a really, really, really fast, large thing. Yeah. Yeah, but at least they mostly just eat sunflowers, so we're all good. Yeah, well, not if you're trying to grow them. But so yeah, I was like, I was so I thought I was so in the clear because I had, I had like the, all the flowers had just gotten beyond where they could be eaten more or less. I came out one morning and like all, like half the leaves were gone and like half the sunflowers. I was like, what happened here? And then I realized Bazooka Jack had reinforcements and had called in a deer in the night, and the deer in the night, the deer in the night had like eaten so many leaves on my sunflowers. So. Or it remains to be seen if those shall recover. But uh, I've had to, I've had to take new I've had to you know I got my spray going I got to I got to put some new repellent up. Seems like it's working, but I'm being more vigilant about it now because like I was like I got a little soft because I didn't think Bazooka Jack could do much more. Clearly I was wrong. He's crafty. Yeah, I really want you to get a wildlife cam for the front of your house just Dude. so that we can start like seeing like what's the what with these little critters. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually it's a, I I see I see the rabbit all the time. And it's not to say that it's even a single rabbit would be inaccurate. Uh, if I look out in my backyard, I can often see like two to three Whoa. back there. Yeah, which well, the mean, kids love. <laughs> they're sustaining on a great you know, diet of yeah. plentiful sunflower. So yeah. I, I actually had this like very sort of like in the moment, like, Oh, duh sort of thing where I was looking out, like just like looking at one rabbit and Luke's like, there's another one. And I was like, where? And he's like over there. And I was like, Oh man, there is. And then I look back and I'm like, there's another, I'm like, Oh my gosh, these rabbits are like multiplying back here. And I was like, oh, that is what they do. That that is, that's that, okay. mm-hmm, yeah. I'm experiencing it firsthand. Right. 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 Yep, it's that's, happening. That's like the here whole thing. Is. That's the whole thing. And now there's like three of them now. Okay. It's cool. the thing. But it is, it is hilarious because sometimes we'll be down there and even while we're just out in the backyard playing, like one will find its way through the fence and it'll just be in the backyard. And if the boys spot it, they will chase it no matter what. <laughs> and it is amazing because first of all, the rabbit can escape 
escape, no problem because like there's you know wide slats in the fence. Uh-huh. It's not like all the all the boards are, like right next to each other. And yet the rabbit does not always immediately go for the fence. There have been times where like they have gotten like three or four laps around the yard, and it's like, man, I think the boys might get it. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do if they catch it? You're going to have a pet rabbit. I, I think. <laughs> we basically already do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's just wild. Right, right, right. He just yeah. lives in the yard. It's a, it's an outdoor rabbit. Yeah, it's an outdoor rabbit. It does not allow it inside. Right. Please don't touch it. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, well, so interestingly, I have, I also have a, um, a fun botanical uh, bit of, bit of update to provide you with, which yeah. is that um, I think last year after we had our pumpkins on our front porch, which last year was the first year ever that we bought like the huge variety of different like. Uh, squashes and such, some uh, of which have kind of like, like unusual colorations right. or like bumps or shapes sure. or whatever. And th- we threw them in our compost heap at the end of the season. And this year we were like walking around like our garden area because it's where we planted our garden. And we were like, what is that? What is that plant? What, what is this? This is different looking. It doesn't look like a weed and it does look interesting. And sure enough, it has just like exploded in growth. And I use uh, an app called Seek, which ha- is like from National Geographic or something, but you can uh, like take a photo of like a plant or an animal and it will basically like identify it for you. Yeah. And so ours has come up kind of unusually just as squash. It's just like, it's like, we don't really know what kind of squash it is. It could be a pumpkin or it could be something else, but it's squash. And we, same thing as your sunflowers. It's like, Alice and I will go and look at it like every morning and evening. And we're like, it's like two feet longer today. Yeah. It is like, it has gotten. Plants are crazy. Absolutely gigantic. So I hopefully by the end of the season will, will not by, not no plan. You know, I didn't intend for this, but I will probably have some squash for you. Well, Great. Yeah. Everyone's most favorite food. <laughs> squash. <laughs> Ornamental squash. Ornamental squash. Probably. Probably. Um but yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. Actually yesterday I was even looking at them and I found like a little row of like eggs on the bottom and I was like, I wonder what those are. So again, I pulled out my app and I identified them. Squash bugs. And I was like, oh, squash no. bugs. Oh goodness. Sounds like you need to squash them, squash bugs. I know, I know. Well, I basically looked it up and that was pretty much what they said to do. They oh. were like, just like scrape them off and squash them. Just there and you I go. Was like, <laughs> Dead. It's amazing how much the word squash comes up as it pertains to this particular corner of my home. Yeah, wow. A yeah. lot of squashing happened over there. I discovered some things about the other plants l- that I inherited with the house Ooh. recently. Also in the backyard, because um the the boys threw like a like a ball into the into the thicket. Not the thicket. There's like a corner of the yard that's got a bunch of um, like bushes and shrubs in it. Most of which I don't have to deal that much with because it's just sort of in the back corner of the yard, and I don't really care about it that much. Okay. okay. Yeah. But anyway, sounds I sounds like your favorite corner of the yard. Sounds, but yeah. Whatever. There are two corners in particular that each have a butterfly bush in them. Okay. Which I never heard of before, but I guess are exactly what they sound like. They're just bushes that attract butterflies. So I guess if you live there, you can just enjoy the sight of more butterflies. Yeah. How about yeah. that? I was like, all right, cool. We good, have butterfly bushes. Yeah, we have butterfly bushes over there. But then uh, as we were fishing the ball out that had gotten in there. I noticed like oh one of these like thing one of the one of the plants back there had like very like sharp looking leaves and like just thorns all over it and I was like man this I don't know what this is but this looks like a nasty kind of weed or something uh-huh. and I was like uh, but I was like oh you know what I also have like a, a plant identifier app and I was like I wonder <laughs> what us. it is I wonder what it is and so I was like maybe it's not a weed I don't know and I scanned it and to my extreme surprise it came back and said it's like red raspberry bush and I was like what? 
<laughs> Jackpot. Raspberries. Raspberry in my yard. This is unbelievable. I've never seen red raspberries back there. It is uh, entirely possible because Bazooka Jack and company might be consuming them as they come in. Sounds like the sort of thing he would do. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Classic yeah. Bazooka Jack. Classic Bazooka so Jack. So there's but a good chance, though, that you're going to be passing around. While I have ornamental squash pie, yeah. you'll have raspberry pie. Yeah. I don't want to. We'll see who. Yeah, I mean, my, one sounds better than the other. I don't want to say who. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see though. We'll, we'll see. see because I mean, it sounds like you don't have that much plant going it on. So it could, like, be, it could be like a pie crust I with could, like seven raspberries, sort of like squashed onto the bottom I'm of gonna, it. No, yeah, they're not going to be squashed, Ben. They're going to be razzed. <laughs> That's true. Mine will be squashed. Yours will be squashed. I'll squash the squash into the squash pie. Exactly. And I'll uh. just I'll razz the razzes. It'll be great. So I'm excited to see if I end up having raspberries. But what I learned from my from my little plant app is that not only might it be a raspberry bush, but that also uh, this particular kind of plant is good at attracting butterflies and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then uh, then I was just on a kick. I was like, I'm going to see what all these plants are. Because I also have these like really tall stock things underneath like the stairs uh, going down to my yard. And I was like, I have, I feel like last year I pulled all these up because I thought they were weeds, but I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're supposed to be here. Maybe they're intentional. And I scanned it. Turns out, unbelievably, it's another kind of sunflower plant, or at least in the same family. No way. Yeah. But basically, what they're, uh, I guess they get some sort of yellow flower on them eventually. None yet. But, uh,. What they're good at is attracting butterflies. So, like, all the pieces started really coming together for me about what the overall desired effect of this backyard was once upon a time. Butterflies? Which was butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, uh, okay, someone had a plan. I see what's going on. That's why there's pollen everywhere back here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is uh this this was my uh my fun detective work in the backyard. Well, Who well, knew there was so much to discover? The great butterfly <laughs> mystery of yeah. twenty two. Well, here's the thing. I I would say I've lived there for a few years now, and I've never been in the backyard. Like God, I love all these butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's just like there's too many rabbits. <laughs> so maybe it's not working, or maybe Bazooka Jack is also eating the butterflies. Maybe. Well, not, you know, that you would know, be you. quite the sight to watch a bunny jump clean off the ground into the air <coughs> and eat, and devour a butterfly. That would be quite the sight. You're right. It would be because they're such gentle creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Bazooka Jack. Unless they're targeting down your sunflowers. Yeah. In which case they're a real menace. Anyway, apparently we've gotten extremely into plants. Who knew that was coming? Uh, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just switch popcorn culture over to popcorn horticulture. Look, cor- popcorn is already a plant, Ben. <laughs> This is fair. Yeah. <laughs> this is fair. So maybe we were just in the right spot all maybe along. Maybe we need to plant some popcorn. Oh, That'd is that? Fun. Can you do that? I don't see why not. Because well, I'm sure I'm, corn, I, somewhere on the planet you can do it. Somewhere on the planet you can do it. But it seems like standard corn on the cob is not the same type of corn that you use for popping corn. That'd be correct. That'd be correct. Yeah. So how do you make popping corn? I assume you just have to plant popping corn. Oh, so it's that easy. Can right. we just take kernels out of the thing and put them in the ground and grow popcorn? corn? These? We have, we have a popcorn machine literally like three it, and a half inches it, from your head. It does occur to me that if I bought popcorn seeds, I don't know that I could expect them to look like anything other than popcorn kernels. Right, yeah. Yeah. Surely they Surely do. They, it's, this is like, I remember like 
like, uh, this is not the first time I planted sunflowers. When we lived at the other house, I planted sunflowers. I remember I got the seeds and I opened it up and it was like, oh, it's sunflowers. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's sunflower seeds, which I always think of as a snack, not as something you could plant in the ground. Right. But it's like right. you open the pack for the sunflowers and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, duh. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is like if you just like plant a potato, you get like a, pl- a potato plant. Yeah. If I've learned anything from the marsh, <coughs> which yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Probably yeah. a few things. Probably a few things. There's no law on Mars. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. We appreciate uh, your support just so very much. Uh, If you would like to get in on that Moleskin notebook for the exclusive merch uh, at the quarterly Patreon tier, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcornculture. That will be available until June 30th. uh, And then on July 1st, we will have an exciting new announcement about what uh, the Q3 merch item will be. Oh man, what's it gonna be? We're excited about it though. It's gonna be a good one. Again, patreon.com slash popcornculture. Otherwise, until next time, pop pop! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.